0: <laughs> you come to these meetings and, you know, the concepts are rather abstract. And then you say, well, we're not going to have a meeting next Wednesday. And everyone goes into a frenzy. What Wednesday? What <laughs> Yet, yet we're assuming we can understand these very abstract ideas. Yet we can't even figure out a schedule. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well the meetings, that, you know, the meetings have moved. <laughs> you well, know, you know, but now the, the hour there was a big assumption. We were entertaining all these all these very abstract ideas. <laughs> it's sort of hilarious, really. <laughs> so in recovery we were just saying that uh, there's a big chapter called "How It Works," which describes how the program works on the disease of alcoholism. You know, basically. So, uh, but it's—I feel like it would be important to get a understanding of how the alcoholism works, yeah. so that you could see how the solution works. Yeah, because in a way, the solution wouldn't work unless there was the problem—seeming problem. Yeah, there would be nothing for it to work on. And it's like that, uh, we were talking about it last night, you know, that great uh, um, Michelangelo talked about how he used to do a carving, is he just knocked all the wood off of the picture he had of the statue. Yes, yeah, so there was a big piece of granite, but he didn't make a statue out of it, he just knocked all the wood off the statue. That's sort of what, to me, things are like, you know, the, me- the message and everything. They're not in a new addition or acquiring, or achieving, it's just knocking some stuff off, yeah, it's like, I used to work in this company called Marine Services, the only people who worked this job, so it was in uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey, and Hoboken was uh, Puerto Ricans and convicts, really, and like, that's nothing to do with Puerto Ricans, it's just that they were on that immigration, immigrant scale, and they got those kind of jobs. Yet I got a job because my brother-in-law owned the company. And what you do is you had to go into these fuel rooms and these oil tankers. And the fuel rooms are all these pipes. They're not all lined up. They're moved. They're sort of, they're not like lined up. But there's all these pipes where the water runs through that heats the whole ship and runs the whole ship. So they burn this fuel in there. And what happens is when they're burning the fuel, a lot of stuff... Like crusts like coal on the pipes and it severely limits its uh, effectiveness yeah they haven't the coal's you know the fuel's burning but it's not heating the water because there's a crud around the pipe and so that the, the effect of the, of the fuel can't be effective because there's a crud it's the pipes there the water's moving through but it's not facilitating energy so we get in there with these giant water you know these water guns and just knocked it off and then these chunks of coal would come off and then it would seem that when they ran the fuel it would be more optimal you know they would be, that's sort of what it's like in a sense in a way most of us are very living in a very close claustrophobic structured manner called self-centeredness yet there is that statue there is that David right in there but it's crusted over and it seems like we're living it seems like we're conscious and it seems like we're looking and experiencing, but it's really limited. I mean, the fuel, the beingness, isn't engaging in, in uh, or translating into an ease and comfort in one's life, you know, or a, like in a long you know, a sense of being on. It's more, it's deadened, though everything's firing yeah, and everything's seemingly going on. It's just not running in, a, in an optimal way. So this message has nothing to do with that. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's that is good, is it? But it has absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was f p- I buy my own bullshit then. Well, wow, it sounds pretty really good, yes. Then we'll knock off the crud and then life, the beingness, and the expression will just flow better. And you'll feel like it. And actually it's the case in a way. Yeah, But it doesn't do that, in a sense. It's just, this is a recognition that there is no crud. There is no pipe, and there ain't no water. Like, yeah, that's really what it is. But if you're not at that point, then there seems to be a pipe, there seems to be a crud, and there seems to be a water that needs to get heated for running around. So in that situation, an understanding can be helpful. And yeah, So we attempt to share a view here. A view about what? How... Uh, how the selfing works, you know, how it works, so that the mind, not so engaged in the selfing, can see the selfing. Once you see something, there is a distinct possibility you're gonna feel other than that which you see. It's just gonna happen, yeah. So when you see the activity, and then you see what it's used for, which is to point at or infer a phantom someone, you know, or a noun, or a phantom subject, when you see all that pointing, but then you recognize what's seeing the pointing isn't what that shit's pointing at, yeah? What that shit's pointing at is a mental construction, an idea of being a long-lasting independent separate entity. You just see all that pointing, Yeah? And what occurs is, after a while, it isn't you seeing the pointing. First of all, it's never been you seeing the pointing. But then there's a hint that, hey, there's just the seeing of the pointing. That there's nothing, there's no thing, there's not a thing there that all the pointing is inferring or assuming. There's just awareness. Yeah. Like we were talking the other day... Uh, You know, there's the movement. One of the main movements of selfing, which is the activity of being uh, bonded to the idea of being a person, an individual entity, the volitioner, the doer, the haver, the chooser, all that stuff. That sense usually rooted in identification as a body or having a body. Yeah, that that is the activity of being bonded to self. But the main movement of of selfing is to claim. Yeah, so a body isn't seen as a body; it's seen as my body. Thoughts aren't seen as thoughts, they're seen as my thoughts, yeah? So I find, I claim to be the one that's doing an activity that is involuntary. Like the thinking is involuntary. It's, not, it's just like digestion. You're not sitting here today digesting your food, yeah? You're not going over that burrito or that, that Mexican-Indian enchilada we had last night. You're not going over it and making sure it's all broken down, are you? It's all involuntary. But how come we lead to the thing of being the doer of a very, very subtle process of of the brain called thinking? How is that? How can you even... It just blows my mind that we're just under this lazy assumption that we're the one that's doing it, that there's someone that's thinking. Yet we don't even... It would be hilarious if someone started talking about they're the one that's digesting the food in their gut. But we don't see... We can't apply the same hilarity to that, to the thinking. Why is that, why is it that it's clear that I'm not digesting I don't shit when I want to usually yeah big boogers come out of my nose at the worst <laughs> opportunity when I don't have any handkerchiefs you know and stuff like that you know what I mean you see people going in there and excavating while they're driving in their lovely like Ferrari and <laughs> sort of strange picture all this stuff's happening that seems to be really involuntary and the best we're up to is to react to it yet In these subtler things, like thinking and feeling, we believe we're the one that's doing it. We don't see that most of what we are is a reaction to what is. What is manifesting in conscious contact, and then there's the mental reaction to it. We're taking ourselves to be the mental reaction, but taking it to be prior to the conscious contact. That's the initial claiming, yeah? So consciousness, consciousness is in contact here, yeah? Consciousness is flooding through what you call an eye that's facilitating what we call vision. Yes? Consciousness is, is there and the eardrum picks up a note and then this consciousness becomes aware of it through, yes? So what can, all of this stuff you want to call it becomes a certain kind of stuff based on what sense it goes through. So here it's a note, we hear it. Here it's a vision, here it's a feeling. There, it's a thought, yeah? But what's prior to every thought, vision, feeling, and hearing is not you. (laughs) You're not hearing, are you? Are you making any effort to hear right now? Make sure. All right, I'm hearing. All right, come on. You know, you're not really Hearing just happens, doesn't it? Seeing, if your eyes open and you point in a certain way, you're going to see what's there. You may say, I never want to see a dog today, but you probably will if you're walking around the room. <laughs> I swore to myself not to see a dog today. You don't really have much say in the matter. You know what I mean? You don't have a dog filter that can stop any appearance of a dog, can you? Something's happening, and then there's an afterthought, which is you're, you're involved in it somehow. You're either doing it, or it's being done to you. That's a huge leap, don't you see And Buddha said, supposedly, a really beautiful statement, when you see, see. It's an incredible statement. I mean, a lot of people like to get into 800 pages of scripture, but these little snippets are so powerful. When you see, see. When you hear, hear. When you feel, feel. When you taste, taste. When you touch, touch. That's what's happening. That's conscious contact. Yeah. Consciousness is there, imminent, and information's flooding through five sense doors, and it's in contact with that information, yeah? There's stuff flooding through a sixth sense door, the mind, and through that sixth sense door, the lie gets ushered in, that I'm the one who's in contact, yeah? It doesn't come through the eyes, it gets supported by vision, doesn't come through the ear, doesn't come through sense, doesn't come through feeling, doesn't come through smelling, doesn't come through touching or anything. It comes through the sixth gate for the sixth sense, which is the mind. The mind gives an idea into the the whole situation, says, Hey, I'm the one that's doing it. I'm and a very strong picture of that I, usually a picture as a body or as a soul in a body or as a special someone, very unique than anyone else in a way, that's doing the conscious contact. But if you spent a few seconds in asking yourself, is that so, and not go with the rote answer of the mental process, but sit in that pause, you would probably get to see your original face, which is nothing. Nothing would probably arise, because what we are hasn't arisen and isn't departing. It's here all the time. That's why we can't, we, we can't get it. We can't see it because we're waiting for it to appear. It's never going to appear. And you're never going to know it by its absence because it's never going to be absent, yeah? So you're not going to know. Like I say, you know, you didn't know you didn't know what you had till it was gone. You're never going to have it that way. <laughs> you're never going to know you had this when it goes because it ain't going, Yeah? So it can't be recognized by the way we look at things because, all right, I recognize something because it wasn't there, and then it shows up, yeah? So I know it by its absence, yeah? So it wasn't there, oh, there he is, and then, oh, he's gone, yeah? But this, you can't pull that on because it's always so. It's before coming and going. Like Buddha said, it's not existence nor non-existence. It's not coming, it's not going. It's not birth, it's not death, yeah? It doesn't play that game. So the, the, the mind, as structured in selfing, can't see it. But it's not lacking, well, it is mostly lacking, even looking for it. But for some people, even if they're ardently looking for it, they never alight upon it. Because you can't see it, yeah, through looking. You can sense seeing, because that's what's happening. But you, or me, can't ever see it. And a lot of people holding out for that moment that they're going to be there and get it. They're going to be there. They're going to be there for the experience of their own absence. (laughs) Which is, that's a tough ticket to sell because that show ain't going to come. It ain't going to (laughs) happen. It's standing room only, people, but if no one shows up. (laughs) So fundamentally to how it works to see how the selfing works can lead you to recognize that it's like a foreign installment. Yeah? Not a foreign instalment that has you, but a foreign installment that makes up for you. Yeah? Yeah? And sometimes even when you're thinking you're taking the hair help, the head, you know, the helmet off of the foreign installment, there's still the feeling of you taking the helmet off that's the helmet still being on yeah you ever see one of those things they have 50 helmets you take one off but there's yeah there's, it's like an, it's never you're never going to get to the point where you really take the helmet off and you're there <laughs> the feeling of being you taking the helmet off is the helmet <laughs> you can't escape it I swear you know don't believe me. find out but self cannot get out of self there's no way. So, if there's a sense of being a someone, and you still have that sense of being a someone when you think you're experiencing that you're no one, <laughs> the sense of being the someone is still dominating. Yeah? Now, it's totally okay to have the sense of being a someone, but the mind can be very clear that it's not that. Yeah? So the apparatus is going to keep producing its product, the feeling of being the subject, yeah, and it does, you don't need to wait for that to stop because it probably won't. That's what its job is here. Its job is, is to create a central, unique, uh, subjective view. And it's doing a damn good job of that. We're not busily trying to change, like trying to build a new camera in the camera. We're just seeing that we're the light, yeah? We're not the camera. I I, I like going to we're not the camera and then when you realize you're not the camera then the intrusion of light which is so obviously always so you get a hit maybe on that yeah maybe on that and I find if you keep going back there's no place where you can be prior to what is you know you always run into consciousness as the prerequisite for anything to happen here You know, like the most common denominator of all is awareness. And I can't see where there's a the point where you, yeah, which is facilitating awareness, can actually be the one that's doing the awareness. Yeah. In other words, this is always going to be a camera, a programmed camera. The light is always going to be the light. The camera is never going to become the source of the light. Yeah? the camera facilitates the light so the way you're uniquely set up you facilitate the light when it comes through to differentiate from its undifferentiated state into expressions yeah? so you're a unique expression of the one undivided and the undifferentiated light in a sense yeah? you as you're facilitating that yeah So in a situation, everyone, we're in the same situation, there'll be different takes on that situation. That's the light differentiated, yeah? Like one light bouncing off of, like, bouncing off as a a surface and producing millions of reflections, yeah, of light. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? So one light bouncing off the surface, producing millions of activities, millions of causes and effects, millions of dancing, like, particles, of uniqueness, yes, but all rooted back into the undifferentiated nature of light. Yeah. So in a way, we're like that kaleidoscope or a prism that when the light comes through, it breaks up and you see things differently. Yeah. Haven't you seen that? In the morning, you may think you're looking very suave and beautiful, and then by 4 o'clock you look like, man, now you look fucking... Like someone was telling me, oh, Paul, you look like uh, Clint Eastwood, but then you look like John Kerry. It's sort of like that. Jesus Christ. I'm like, let me stick with the Clint Eastwood. You I mean I look like John Kerry? So there I am, Clint Eastwood. John Kerry? Ha! <laughs> That's how differentiated shit can happen, can it? But where, from whence it all comes from? It can only come from mind. Where else could it come from? I mean, are there 50 distribution centers? I would say there's one. Yeah? There's one main station of light, and then there's many substations of light, but the substations of light aren't producing light. Nor is the main station of light. It's not a producible product, it just is. Yeah? And it appears, in our experience, as being aware or conscious. That's what light appears at, or it feels like. Yeah, you're on. Yeah. Now, the point is, is that you're on. See how the mind, the language... How selfing uses the language to place itself before the on. Yeah? It's always your on. Yeah? So like when we're even explaining the, the selfing, someone's saying, okay, I get that that I'm claiming all day. That's, that's not it. The feeling of being the one that's claiming is part of the selfing. Yeah? So here's the selfing. You're claiming, let's say, you have a story and you're thinking, these thoughts are yours and you have choice, okay? So there's all this activity, all the manifestations, some of the main aspects of manifesting are being claimed as you're the doer of it, yeah? So you see it, okay, I get that. But then there's a feeling that it's you getting it, yeah? No, 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 there isn't a you that's getting it. That's also the, the, the delusion okay, but then you feel, okay, I get that, I see that delusion of that false self, but poof, another false self pops up, thinking it's the real self, yeah, and then, it's sort of like here, you're here, your aperture is very small, so you're in the consequential level, right, you can't, like when I used to go, when I was getting loaded, I'd go out to want, I want to have fun, I'd go to a bar, shoot some pool, drink some beer, cop some coke, Cocaine. If you don't know it, cocaine, (laughs) not Coca Cola. And then by eleven thirty, I was in eight fifty Bryant, which is the police station. (laughs) And I get released. And then the next night, I do basically the same thing, and I get the same results. I go to jail again, and I was totally surprised how it happened. But I did the exact thing that got me in jail the first time. This is when your aperture is really closed. You're on the consequential level. You don't know how it works at all. You're being worked the whole day. You have have tons of ideas of how it works, but none of them are, are working, and you're really lost. So then, maybe someone gives you a sort of an understanding, like in alcoholism, someone explains to you the disease of alcoholism, and you identify, then the lens opens up, and you start seeing some of your behavior, maybe not as your behavior, you see it as alcoholic behavior, yeah? Opens up a lot more possibility when you see it as your behavior, because if it's your behavior, there's a drive to be right about your behavior. There always is, yeah? Yeah. But if it's an alcoholic behavior, maybe that sense won't be so strong. So, okay, and now, right, then you keep entertaining ideas. Yeah, so here it goes. So now you're seeing more, more, more. But it's not just going like this, it's going like this. Yeah? So you're taking yourself to be the one that's seeing and doing like that. You're still in that lofty position of being an authentic, real, whatever. But the, the lens is opening up, but also, it's opening to encompass you. Yeah. So it's like this. Suddenly, you're, you're in front of the lens. Yeah. You now see you. <laughs> you're not seeing from you. You see you. Yeah. And you're, so your attention and mind is now not trapped in the selfing. It's opened up Yeah? It's centered, but not in self. Yeah? And now it sees you. And when it sees you, you're not that you it sees. (laughs) That's how it translates. You're not that which was called you. And then it goes... And so now, you're realizing, Jesus Christ, all I thought I was, was a mental state being produced by consequences, conditioning, constantly changing, but with this stubbornness of being a constant, a constant one in all the changing. There is no solidity. It's all changing. Yeah? Yet now you're seeing from here this is a much larger field. Yeah? Much more possibilities. It's not living on this, therefore that. Magic comes in. Grace is available. Coincidences abound. Choreography is seen. Yes? You sense a sense of humor you can never have in selfing. Because this humor is about selfing. (laughs) And it's freaking, it's, ooh, my zipper's down. Something else may have come out in this talk. No, not. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> so this is, this sense of humor really goes at because it's about you. Not sarcastically, it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious how much drenched in seriousness you are. (laughs) And like it says in Recovery Rule 62, don't take yourself so seriously. Well, if yourself, taking yourself to be yourself, that's serious. (laughs) I mean, that's real serious business. Because you've got places to go, people to see, things to do, value to accrue. (laughs) 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 So this is done, 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 done. When does it stop? Who knows? There won't be anyone there noting anything anymore. There won't be anyone measuring the opening of the aperture and trying to compare it with past aperture openings like reading scriptures. Am I like Mizagadata? None of that fucking matters. Because you're in the state of I don't know now, which is liberating. The need to be liberated, you're free from. That's really liberation. Free from the need to be liberated. Or like a great scripture says, you'll be relieved of the anxiety of imperfection. This whole... Job of being an urban renewal project, constantly under inspection, usually <laughs> additions or like the running over budget, constantly blaming or excusing. I swear, swear to God, the tents have just dropped and the circus leaves town. You just lose interest in the whole package, and I found why because it's not you. And I think that's the difficulty in recovery and in any other form of addiction. We don't let it, we don't take it back to how it actually works is that there is a prior addiction of the conditional mind to the idea of being a self, yeah, which can never be fulfilled. It's like shooting lousy coke. All the time. You know how many stories I used to spin. This this must be. This is really good, isn't it? It sucked. We were shooting like talcum powder, but we kept trying to provoke ourselves into thinking because it it, it sucked. Yeah, that's sort of what it's like. The selfing can never become a self. It's always going to be frustrated, and that frustration, right, combined with rightness, is like an unquenchable fire. So what occurs is it seeks relief in other ways from that first addiction, if you want to say first addiction. And so let's say for me, the mind went into alcoholism and drug addiction to get relief from the first addiction, which is my mind being addicted to the idea of being a self. That didn't work. The second one didn't work to relieve me of the first one. The third one didn't work to relieve me of the second or the first one. The fourth one didn't work to relieve me of the third, second, and first. And so on and so forth, yeah? And if, the whole point is, if you get back to the first one, and that little bondage is broken, as seen not to be so, then the other one seemed to relieve. You lose interest in getting high. I never have I haven't had a thought about drinking or using I don't know how many freaking years, yeah? Did I work I didn't know, not at all. It's a byproduct. I got the relief that all that those other addictions were trying to supply in an ignorant fashion. Yeah? I got the relief from the first addiction and therefore it's weakened all the other uh pro, pro you know, tendencies to go to the other addictions. Because The true solution of dissatisfaction is being satisfied or being content. Yeah. The Urban Renewal Project was dismissed. You're not, you're not, your life isn't based on accruing value anymore. You don't, you're not constantly going into the mental accountant room and seeing how you're doing all day. Yes, I had a great day today, but I gotta have a better one tomorrow. (laughs) All this shit, yeah. All of that gets dismissed. And you become like a free-range person. You, know? you can roam around. and, and, and uh, man, I thought liberation was going to be about me. And it definitely has nothing to do with me at all. It's more, if it's anything, it's liberation from me. And if that's already the case, then is it liberation? If you are not that, which you feel like you want to get liberated from then you actually, in a sense, are in what you would call the state of liberation. It's so a prior liberation, not following up a bondage, you're priorly or pre-liberated from all of this shit, yeah? mind, just like the sky, you no, know, how many birds have shit up there? Has any of the shit landed on the sky? They land on our cars, right? Most of the time. These big fucking birds near my house. But there's the business guy, it's like our mind or awareness, allows a lot of shit to appear in it, thoughts and feelings and everything like that, but not one of them stick to it. Yeah. What's being driven crazy isn't you. What's being driven crazy is an aspect of mind. You cannot be driven crazy. Like, in the Course of Miracles, one of the lessons would be, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. Yeah? Here it is. It's a great statement. Your attack thoughts, yeah? You're not enough. You should have done something else. You're fucking a loser. All that. All those can be construed as attacks, right? For your little egoic edifice that's been made. Yeah? But your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. In other words, what you truly are, are is untouchable. Yeah? Why don't you fucking live it, you know, to an extent, if that's the case. Yeah. Let it all hang out, which almost happened earlier. Let it all hang out in one's life. Give it a shot. Yeah? If you're dreaming, dream big. If that's, the, if that's the way you want to go, give it a shot. If you don't want anything, all right, go with that way. See. See what happens. See if... Uh, all those forbidden signs were, were covering up maybe an enter. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> With our little plain God going up there. Yeah, forbidden, forbidden, forbidden. <laughs> joy and happiness, forbidden. You know, forbidden. <laughs> yeah? Maybe you open, the door swings open. Who knows? But if you live as if it doesn't open, it will seem to be so, won't it? A lot of us here, man, We're lucky as hell. Look at us. We're traveling freaking late. Just by entertaining some simple possibilities. Let the mind expand. You don't have to. You just show up here, let's say, for one time a week. The mind does the rest. All it needs is like two drops of gas. Mm -hmm. It's got the engine. It's got a full tank. It's just something happened. The carburetor got choked up. Yeah? You just want to clear it with some of some of that light, so to speak, to call satsang or a message. Yeah? The two drops of gas go in. You turn on the ignition. The car fires up. You got tons of gas. You're not lacking gas. You're not lacking attention or interest. You're not lacking the ability to enjoy life. You're not lacking any of that. It's just cut it over. Yeah. You drop in and then run. And you know what does the car the best running? Yeah. It really does. You ever stop a car that's been running for 300,000 miles, the worst thing to do is change the fluid. You know? Because it's used to just running. You put some new shit in it, just fucking it just doesn't work anymore. You know, this, we have the capability. You know? Just a little bit of satsang, realize, maybe learning a little bit of how it works. Not the solution, but the problem. The solution's value will be seen very naturally when you see the problem. Yeah, you go, wow, know, well, yeah. trying to keep heralding. You ever done that with people in recovery? You keep trying to heraldly, herald a solution? They could give a fucking shit. They're like, I can't wait for this sh- person to shut up so I can get loaded, you know? They just, you know what I mean? They don't want, you don't, it's not the gold-covered solution. you got to describe the problem. Yeah. When it dawns on them that they're screwed or they're fucked, that's the be. That's when they get to be able to see the gold of the solution, not by telling them you should. Have this and it just doesn't work, does it? You know, over the years. So here's okay. How does it work? How does the problem work? Check it out. Yeah, it works by claiming. What does that mean? It means when everything that you that's happening, called living, is preceded by a mind. So thought, my thoughts, feeling, my feeling, body, my body, problems, my problem, time, my time. That's the act of claiming, yeah? Or ownership. See it. You see? Okay, so that's what it does. So then why is it so busy rushing ahead to claim something? What's it afraid of if we would just leave it alone? What would it be, with, what would, if seeing was just seeing, what would that, uh, download. Yeah, if seeing was just left to be seen, which is the easiest thing in the world, what would that download? See, that's what the conditional mind's afraid of. That's why it claims everything, so that it can it can subvert that download of being alive and sense the being of what's going on here, and it supplants it with its little story of you. Yeah, it has to take. It has to claim life to have a life. It has to claim the living that's happening through this. It's got to claim it pretty fast so that you don't even know the heist has been committed. And then actually, you're the one who defends the thief in all the courts of the life. Yeah, with all your excuses and blames. You're just defending the thief that ripped off life. Yeah. So you see that movement, okay? My, my, my. Alright, well, what's behind that? Find out, who's that mine. Just like this. If this bottle's here, yeah? You see a bottle, yeah? Has a meaning, doesn't it? Bottle full of water, okay. A chair, clothes. As soon as it's my bottle, it's used to point, yeah? To the one who has the bottle, right? The bottle has a secondary point now. First it's seen, conscious contact, the bottle. The mental use of it is, I'm going to use this bottle... As a pointer to the phantom, to the uh, the noun, yeah. My bottle. All right. Problem happening. My problem. Broken, My girlfriend. Yeah. Money. My money. Time. My time. Car. My car. Yeah. All those pointers causes the mind to fall asleep and take what's being pointed at and infer it to be so. Yeah. And then it entertains from that point. That it's so, and therefore it starts entertaining a lot of other crazy shit to be so. Yeah, to try to get through the jungle of crazy shit you're entertaining to be so. Forget about it. Get to the first one. See that. See if this isn't so. If this isn't so, a mind aspect of mind will give new meaning through you to life. Yeah. Like it says in recovery, you'll have a new freedom and a new happiness. You'll have a new attitude and a new outlook. It's not saying you'll have a revamped freedom and happiness. You'll not have a a regurgitated attitude and outlook. You'll not have a a more super-improved attitude. It says you'll have a new one, like you've never witnessed it before a new freedom and a new happiness a new attitude and a new outlook so what's giving the meaning of attitude and outlook will shift and you'll get a whole new one Yeah, because all you are is a facilitator of mind, yeah? so now the mind moves and it facilitates this, but it leaves a different residue through it, yeah? so now you have a new attitude and a new outlook now maybe your attitude's infused with gratitude instead of envy like it used to be, yeah? Now you're inherently okay. You're not busy trying to accrue value all day and try to size yourself up how you're doing, comparing it to others. No, you're just okay as is. Yeah. The urban renewal project has been dismissed. You know, you just get on with living. The sense of being on. Yeah. Doesn't it have to be in the perfect setting or you know with the perfect other people? You're mm-hmm. just on. Yeah you try that as a path, you'll never fucking succeed. But if the mind shifts, it's just an expression. That's what happens when they used to look at saints. People would see saint and see his behavior. They thought, if I do what the saint does, I'll be where the saint is. But what he, he was already somewhere, and they were just unique forms of expression of where he or she was. They weren't a way to get to where he or she was, because there was no getting to where he or she was. There was just another space of that mind expressing, and then so some of them they call the crazy wisdom, and then other people who aren't crazy try to duplicate it. They look like fucking assholes. You know what I mean? I'll have sex with 80 women, and they have 80 paternity suits, and they're in court every fucking day. And oh, I was just following the path of crazy wisdom, but you're not able to. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't, this isn't, all right, doing and having to produce a being, it's being, and then being using doing and having to express. It's not, I'm going to take doing and having to become something. Yeah? How much has it failed for you? And the stubbornness of self-centeredness, you always find how to blame you somehow. You never look at the failedness of the system. You never will finally fucking admit you're on a dead horse. <laughs> Keep whipping it. People are flying by. Come on. No, no, no. I'll, I'll catch up to you later. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to catch up to me later. You're fucking on a dead horse. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus Christ. There's no milk in that cow. Stop pulling its teats. You know what I mean? Get up. You don't need the pail. Nothing's coming out. It's like going to a, a well, try, going to the whole ring roll, and you come up and there's no water, but you say, there will be. <laughs> Next time, okay? No, there won't. Yeah. We already have a lifestyle, many of us. You know, the lifestyle is not to produce light, it's to facilitate light. That's all it is. AA is a way to facilitate the brightness you are, to be brighter here, to manifest or express it. It doesn't need to, but it's fun to express its own brightness here. That's what I find the programs for. The program isn't to produce a spiritual condition. The program is to change a mental condition. That's what it does. You do the steps to change a mental condition, and then the spiritual condition, which is already there, becomes obvious. It overrides the influence of the mental condition. But we're not having that, we're not trying to produce a spiritual condition, we're just diminishing a mental condition. Yeah? The reliance on a thing called self. Our interest and attention, 90% of it is up up the ass of a mental idea called self. Self. We want to pull it out, or get it's like what do you call it? Proctologists get them in there, extract (laughs) that thing, and then it it starts shining anew. You don't need to get light. Yeah. How can you maintain a spiritual condition? Be one. (laughs) What higher level could you ever maintain anything than to be it? Yeah. Why try to try to produce? Try to impose a spiritual condition on a mental condition, it won't work. The mental condition will make it something. Yeah? The mental condition will win out. It will conceptualize the quote-unquote spiritual condition, and I guarantee you, you'll think someone else is farther off than you are, or more spiritual than you are. That's a mental fucking condition of comparison. Yeah? This is about, hey... You're not, the, you're not the center of that mental condition. And if you're not, your interest and attention will lose interest and attention in that mental condition. And what is it going to do? It's going to gain interest in something else. And you know what? You're going to be at the position of finding out why it's going to get in- interested and attentive to. Do. That's the joy of fucking living. That's exploration. Yeah, That's finding out, not knowing. I've seen so many people. You think you have a strong spiritual condition, then you you're, you know you look at porno one night, and th- there you go. Now you're not. You don't have a spiritual condition. It was all a mental condition. You know, the mental condition is playing God with the idea of a spiritual condition. Fuck. Ah. This is about just letting the attention and interest leave this dead little planet that keeps circling. Yeah? And then expand into a universe of mind's own expression. Maybe it will appear in a little town, you'll be a little problem maybe you'll be charismatic, it doesn't matter. It's gonna seek expression just like water seeks its source. Yeah. You're not there to be the gatekeeper or the canal, you know. <laughs> no, just let let it see what happens. You know, find out. You'll be I'm telling you, I would imagine you'll be really surprised. And you'll be really surprised what drops off that you thought was really you. Because <laughs> you will be pared down, definitely. You'll be economized, definitely. You'll be slimmed down. A lot of these extravagant somethings will be dropped. And then nothing will be able to shine anew. Man, fuck, great. Start with finding out what's fucking you, bro. And then maybe you'll have a chance. If you don't make the right diagnosis, your solution will stay in a mental level, and in one level, it won't be a solution at all because the mental will override it. I've seen people with twenty years go out quite a lot. I've seen it. I've seen it a lot of times. I've seen someone who the obsession was removed. the mental state becomes dominant again, the obsession returns. And now they don't like where the medicine is, they don't like going to meetings. yeah, And they can't get sober anymore. It's incredible, it's incredible to see. It's like a thief in the night. So, there is a solution. I'm you, I know it. And it helped when I was taught how to see it. And then when I heard this message, it was like the cherry on all the information. It was like the last match that ignited all the understanding I had accrued, and it just burnt all the understanding up. It just burnt all that shit I knew up, which I thought was so valuable, and it, the, what was left was free. You know, my mind was free to the bondage of knowing and wanting to be right. So, yeah. That was another 44 minutes of it? I think so. Uh. <laughs> Some people are upset there's only 28 minutes. The longer, the better. The more, the more I get the message, the better it will be. No, that's not the case. <laughs> it could be, that could be the opposite case. The more you get it, the less you this it is just an imitation, you know like Jeff does the best thing he takes for nap. <laughs> so he may be really busy thinking of something he comes into one of these meetings he's out exactly <laughs> cold in like a second this works every time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just out sleeps, sleeps like a baby feels so much better I really like going to those meetings you know what happened no sleep wow. like a lady You get yeah. so much more out of it that's right <laughs> <laughs> osmosis Yes, it's like how you get AA—you get it through your ass. Yeah, someone said the other day, osmosis. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> sit in a meeting, you do you get it. <laughs> it's true a lot of the time, really. That's what flips the mind out because it's really based on thinking. It needs to do thought and effort a lot. And a lot of times, the stuff really comes in when you're not thinking or making any effort at all. That's when the mind really can shift. Yeah. So. All right, well, any questions today? No?